This is a download from News Talk 106 to 108. To download other programmes or for more information, go to newstalk.ie. Now, as always, at 6.30 on a Monday, I'm delighted to be joined by Jessica Kelly. She's our tech correspondent here on The Right Hook. Jessie, how are you? Hey, Bobby, how are you? Really good to see you. What are we talking about tonight? Loads and loads of good things, I hope. Yeah, there's a lot going on at the moment. Um, I was in London last week for the launch of HTC's new device. Um, So it's the HTC One M8. So it's the latest phone. Um, So regular listeners to the programme will know that uh, earlier this year I was in Barcelona for a big world uh, techie show and the only brand uh, not to launch their flagship product was HTC. They held off, they wanted their own event and they had it last Wednesday um, and so this is what we get and it's a beautiful phone. If you're on newstalk.ie you can uh, click onto Newstalk TV and you'll see it here in my hand. If not, just Google uh, HTC One M8. So the idea with this phone is that it builds upon their fantastic phone which uh, was very successful last year, the HTC One. Um, and some of the features on this, uh, it's as I said, it's building upon the, the great things that they had last year. So last year, the, the, the phone had an incredible camera. This year, we see a duo camera on the back of that phone. So if you flip that round, you'll see there's two oh, lenses wow. on that. So not only does it have ultra pixels, which is said to be even better than normal megapixels, it also has a, a second lens, which gives more depth to the photograph. So you can see every single colour. It, ba- it, it kind of gives off a 3D effect when you're looking at an image. Uh, it's quite incredible. Um, it has the usual features that HTC phones are now known for, such as blink feed which is like Flipboard. Do you use Flipboard, Bobby? No, no. Flipboard is like a magazine on your phone. So if you scroll across, uh, one of it's one of the default features that you can't actually get rid of on a HTC phone, which I initially found annoying, but now I quite like. So basically, if you're into tech stories, if you're into business stories, you can yeah. tick all these keywords and it will pull all okay. the stories into one place. So you just have to scroll on one screen to get all your news. It's quite clever. Um, another thing that I like about this is that you don't have to touch the screen to answer the phone. So it has sensors built into it so when you motion it towards your ear it'll answer a call also you can unlock the screen without having to touch a button you literally just double tap the screen and it unlocks so it's all about this gestureless you know motion. I've heard you talk before about HTC Jess you're you're a big fan of of, of this organisation I'm a huge fan yeah they kind of crept up out of nowhere a few years ago and now they're just dominating themselves and Samsung are sort of the ones to watch in the phone market at the moment Um, but another great feature this is that the battery life on it is incredible so you'll see you have it in your hand there and it's down to 9% battery but I haven't charged that in two days you're serious yeah now I'm going to be completely frank with you here now I don't have a SIM card in it and the reason I don't is because I uh, did a switch over I'm back using my Note 3 just for work purposes but I was using it then I've been using it for social media and stuff like that here in work and it's still running so the battery life on it is incredible Uh, so it's quite an impressive phone so a lot of people are texting in asking uh, over the last few weeks what should they get what phone should they go for if they're due an upgrade I would say like the S5 is going to be launched in the next few weeks but this is most certainly one to check out if you like the HTC interface it's worth checking out the cover that I have it on there Bobby if you close that over and you press the button on the top you'll see it's got dots on it so you can read the time it comes up like a dot screen that's, oh, what, that's wow, what the yeah. cover is it's, how it's, much does this cost Jesse? well you see it depends it, pricing information it's not launched in Ireland yet so we're one of the first to get our hands on it so pricing information is still to be confirmed but you can expect it to be the higher end of the, the phone market if you're on a bill uh, you can expect to pay a hundred or less for it uh, if you're on pay as you go it'll be a good few hundred quid okay 
but it's worth it. Any uh, questions you have for Jess? Uh, our text number is 53106. That'll cost you 30 cents. Uh, Jess, uh, what about um, running and technology? That's something I've been excited to talk to you about today. Yeah, I was actually I was delighted <coughs> to hear that you're doing today because a few weeks ago I went on a mini rant about a Garmin watch because I'm training for a 10K. I'm doing the Samsung Night Run on the 27th of April. I did it last year. Did you? I did well, in 50, 54 uh, minutes. Well, add an hour onto that and you'll probably get around my time because I'm not doing well. I tell you, the Samson Night Run is a super event. Is it? It is. It's so, when you see everybody there in the luminous gear, it's absolutely, there was, I think there was about seven or 8,000 on it last year. Wow. It's a spectacular event. But listen, I t- technology and running, yeah. and I have, I've used the Fitbug, which is again, it's a wristwatch that you wear. Okay. And it actually tracks your time, and then you, when you come back in from your run, you upload it to com- your computer. But what I normally do, because I, I'm all for simplicity, and I use my iPhone, and I use a, an app called Sports Tracker, right? Okay. Which is a GPS based app, and again, it, it, it tracks your, your run, yeah. right? And it tracks your time and your movement and it also compares best, worst. Okay. Now, the difficulty with it is you talked about battery life there earlier. It really, it sucks the battery out of your phone, out of, well, certainly out of my iPhone. It sucks it dry because I like to listen to loud music. So I've got rock music going on yeah. plus sports tracker. I'm out for a, about an hour to do 10K. Yeah. And when I come back, I could go out with 80% battery and I could come back in with 10%. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So it's... That is it's, harsh. It's significant. Yeah. I'd be intrigued to find out because I actually, I'm using an app called Runkeeper and it's a free app. Uh, I have an Android phone and so that's what I'm using. But it doesn't use much of the battery at all. But like that, it would monitor my GPS. It monitors my time and all that kind of stuff. So I'm, I, I'm just interested. But do you use any other devices or have you tried it on any other I have. I, I actually have one of those Garmin watches that you, that you have I just I, my difficulty was my my kids gave it to me for my birthday I think it was last year my difficulty is that once you come in there's a whole load of things of transferring it up to something else so first of all it's a rechargeable watch so it means you've got to take it off to mm-hmm. charge it that my, was my first problem with it yeah. if I put on a watch I don't want to be taking it off and putting it in a cradle to charge it that was yeah. and the second difficulty I had with it was once I come back from a run, I then have to, again, get involved in sinking. It's and the middleman. It's back yeah, to yeah, the middleman. I, you so have to that's go. why, bad and all, as I, as I, and you heard me complaining about my technology on the iPhone, mm. at least my music and my stats for running are all in one place. Exactly. And it's all accessible and viewable on the iPhone. Yeah. No, I would agree because I was kind of looking around at some of the technology options and some of the devices are quite expensive. So that's why I was like really happy to find a free application that ticks all the boxes. And again, like you, I like just having the one device that you don't have to get a cable, tug it up to the computer. You can just do it all on one screen. A couple like of texts in, Jess, that we might look at. Uh, hi, just bought a, a Chromecast. What does Jessica think of them? Uh, is it easy to get the US Netflix? Uh, thanks from Hugh. Uh, hi, Hugh. I have a Chromecast too and I absolutely love it. They're fantastic. So for those who don't know, a Chromecast is a device that you plug into the HDMI port on the back of your telly and anything that you can view on your phone, you can essentially throw up onto the big screen. You know, I had one of these and I didn't know what it was called because the kids use it. Yeah. Uh, but is that what it is? That's what it is, yeah. So it means if you have uh, Netflix on yeah, your yeah. iPad, you can throw it up and, and watch it And even your photos screen. off your iPad, you can just throw them up on exactly. the big screen. Exactly, yeah, so everything's there. So it's making more use of the TV because we are all about the smaller uh, the smaller screens now. But uh, with regarding Netflix on the uh, the US Netflix, it can do it, 
but it's not legal. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not going to tell you how to do it. And again, I, I don't know how it's done in our house, but I know that it's we done. moved from US <laughs> to, to UK. And I think I pay something like two euros a month to somebody to allow me give some code or something. Yeah. But again, daughter three, Rebecca sorts all that. Uh, another text in says, Jess, I have a HTC One and I love it. Um, is it worth upgrading to the M8 when it comes out? When it comes out, or is there much of a difference? There is a difference, um, but to be honest with you, unless you're going to get the phone for free, unless you're on a good bill plan, I, I wouldn't pay big money for any phone anymore. I just wouldn't do it because they don't last. As soon as you buy it, it's out of date. So I wouldn't go paying huge money to upgrade from the one to the M8. Um, I just don't think there's you don't get your return on investment. How long do you think you should keep a phone for, Jess? Oh, like, like like I I have the same iPhone four for nearly two years now, maybe even a bit longer than that. That's and a you good know, lifespan. You for know, a I'm phone. not I'm not inclined to change, no. even though you yeah. know. And again, it's down to simple things like I just the adapter thing really really bugs me that yeah. if I get a new phone, then I have a different adapter to everybody else. Well, in did the you house. hear that they brought in a policy now by 2015? There has to be a universal phone charger for every device. But isn't there some way around that? That, that, oh, that there's it, always ways around. Yeah, it. But yeah. if everyone's a good boy and a good girl, then we'll all have a universal charger. But um, as I said, yeah, I, I I wouldn't. I think a year. If you get more than a year out of a phone, you're doing well. With these phones now, because they're all made of shiny glass and you can drop them and they can break. Like I went out and the first phone I. I bought and I spent a lot of money on it was the S3. I got it a few years ago. I came in here and I put it on the sink in the bathroom in Newstalk and it smashed and it was about a few days old. Like it just went yeah. and it co- they were charging me 180 euro to get a fix. So I just didn't bother. Yeah. So from that moment on, I've just decided not to bother buying a phone unless I get it on an upgrade. What about repairing? I, I saw some talk about repairing iPhones that break that you can now buy uh, kits on the internet that have glass and so many things can go wrong when you do that you see because these a lot of these phones are kind of unibody so if it all comes apart as one piece so if you're breaking it if you're breaking the shell you know chances are that you're going to do more damage than good you can send it off to places like the tech fixers um, and they do it I think it's again it's not exactly cheap but if you if you don't fancy spending a few hundred quid on a brand new phone it may be yeah, worth no, there's a great it. guy there uh, opposite Larry Murphy's pub down in uh, down in Baggett Street, I go to him all the time. I, I come in with a different phone. He says, which girl is it now, Bobby? And again, he's great. Uh, just a couple of more texts, Jess. Yeah. Um, uh, one here says, uh, hi, Bobby, Garmin fan here. Don't tell the kids, but I'll buy the GPS from you. Keep it on the quiet. <laughs> well, I, yeah, if that texter sends me his name, I'll gladly, or he or she, I will gladly do a deal with you. Bobby got Chromecast today and set it up on Netflix. All legal and brilliant picture. That's from Kieran, uh, KKT Mobile. Um, Hi Jess, I would appreciate some advice. I have an iPhone 4S as of I, and ready to move to a Samsung. I really like the Note 3 as I like the screen size, but two things I need advice on, please. Is it too big for one hand to use? That's question one. And also, with an upgrade for uh, €219, do you think it's too much for the phone? That's from Donald. Okay, firstly, I don't... It is usable. You can use it with one hand. As I said, it's my main device and I use it with one hand. I use it when I'm running to the Lewis and all that kind of stuff. So it's easy to use on the go. €219, you know, just as I've gone on a mini rant about not paying huge money for a phone, I think €219 is a reasonable amount. And the reason why is I use it as, you know, text, uh, Facebook, Twitter, all that kind of stuff. Also, writing emails, when you put it into landscape mode with your two hands, it's very comfortable. Yeah. And I love watching Netflix on it on the go. So when I'm on 
the Lewis in the five you know the big screen on it comes in so handy um, so I think it's an investment and uh, it also comes with a nice leather cover unlike the iPhones which are all glass and can break very easily so um, I would say I would say go for it it's my phone of choice at the moment Okay any good apps for cycling um, I have, well that sports tracker one has it does it you can actually put in running, cycling, oh, swimming. Well, not swimming. Maybe not <laughs> that swimming. would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you can put in lots of different activities. Okay. And it has matrix on it. Um, I think actually the Runmaster may do that as well. Oh, does it? There's okay. also if you if, if if that listener even Google cycle cycling apps, there's a load of free ones yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the same principle. It's GPS tracks. It covers your distance over the ground. Mm. Um, there are some more complicated ones for cycling that actually link to the spokes on your wheels and all that sort oh, of stuff right, and give can give but it, they can give you some serious feedback and information well what I loved when I started I'm talking like a professional runner I've been running about three weeks um, but I kind of did a bit of research into the different apps and I found that the my the run keeper one that I'm using now I prefer because I was using the Nike map my run one and I just didn't like the interface of it so I, I would say to people download a couple and see what one you like yeah. and which one you can work out and one that's not going to do your head in because you don't want to get ready for a run gear yourself up and have to spend 20 minutes logging in all these details so um, I, I download a couple see what you like and then get rid of the ones that you don't all right um looking for a new phone but not a big phone uh thinking of the is it the xperia z1 compact yes what do you think about that great phone the z usually i don't like when they make mini versions of phones uh the s3 mini is a perfectly good example of a phone that was great in the big version and rubbish in the mini version the the z1 compact crams all the features of the z1 into a smaller body it still has a massive camera it still has all the incredible power that you would need uh but it's cheaper so definitely 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 Okay, hi Jess, I have a Nokia Lumia 520 and was thinking about upgrading. Any good reasonably cheap suggestions, preferably on prepay? Thank you. The Huawei version, or the Howia as we call it on this programme, uh, because of the way it's spelt. Yeah, the Huawei do uh, great That devices. sounds like a George pronunciation. It is, yeah, it was. I gave him a piece of paper, it was a Japanese word, and he goes, the Howia, what's that? But no, it's the Huawei. Uh, they do great phones, and they do it on all different price plans. And because they're not that well-known a brand, you tend to get high spec for a low price. So if you can kind of push to around 129159 uh, on prepay, you'll get you'll get an excellent phone that will uh, do the job for you. Here's a good one. Uh, is there a safe waterproof case for the iPad and iPhone? My son uses his life-proof case to swim with his iPad mini. Uh, I'm in the horrors, or do they really work well? Uh, Brian and Cork, <laughs> or should I tell him it's only splash-proof? No, this well, is something that has to come with a giant disclaimer. They're They're waterproof until you figure out that they're not. Do you know what I mean? So if, if you can put some a device in it, but if you don't seal it up completely and make sure that it's airtight, some water can get in. I would not do it. Like the iPad Mini. Well, is- I'm a sailor, Jesse, and again, I, 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 you bring your iPhone out at your peril, yeah. you know. And there's all sorts of splash-proof things. There's sealed bags. Yeah, exactly. You know, and and they, <laughs> but again, you know, if you want to answer your phone through them, they're awkward. Yeah. You're working through plastic. Well, there's a company called uh, Zag who we've spoken about on the program before Z- uh, com, and they have a website and they do a brand of uh, products called Frogs so it's Frogs with a Z and they do make these uh, waterproof cases and it is for people who do like, you know, uh, sailing, that type of thing and it's like a little pouch. Do you remember a few years ago they were 
fierce popular. You know the little um, bags that you would wear close to your skin to protect your money? Oh, yeah. There's basically versions of that, but yeah. for, for your devices. And they are said to be waterproof. But again, it's something that's so risky. I don't even like putting, you know, the phones, the, the Sony Z1, uh, they say that that's a waterproof phone. I'm petrified putting yeah. any sort of device next to next to water because there's all these terms and conditions. And, you know, it could break the charger port. It could break yeah, anything. Yeah. It's not worth the hassle. Uh, now we've uh, a couple of uh, texts in uh, found map my ride Bobby uh, that cheers so we've, we're after sorting one uh, listener out Jess Good stuff. Uh, here's a nice one I use Strava for cycling it syncs automatically with my Samsung phone and on wet days I can upload it uh, from the cheap little Silvercrest GPS bike computer that I got last year so there you go awesome you, things don't have to cost a fortune good stuff uh, what about uh, what well, about? Well, talking of not costing a fortune, can we talk about Ryanair for a second? Let's talk about this because, uh, uh, yeah, I was in. Uh, as I said, I was in London last week, and while I was there, um, I attended a Ryanair launch uh, because they're launching their new uh, website and app. And uh, it was very funny. Michael O'Leary was there, and he kind of first thing we saw was a little picture of Michael O'Leary cuddling a puppy because this is the launch of the yeah. all new cuddly soft <clears throat> and warm Michael O'Leary uh, but the point of this was because they're investing heavily in digital and I thought you'd be interested in this as a businessman to see that somebody like Ryanair who tries to, to, to do things as efficiently as possible they're investing a huge amount of money into a new website and a new app and the whole thing is because people don't have the time to click 17 little boxes just to book a flight from A to B they want to do things now. No, I get that completely. And and, and again, this is a commercial decision to mm. move from 17 clicks down to four and get it's people massive. to spend as much money. You know, first of all, you can have four times as many people. You know, it, it's it's purely commercial. Um, I saw, I think it was in the Irish Daily Mail on Saturday, uh, uh, play ball or the puppy gets it. There was a picture of Michael O'Leary with his puppy. With the puppy. <laughs> and again, the whole thing about can they really go from this hard ass company that was so mercenary around, mm. you know, customer service, all that stuff, to this soft, cuddly. Now, you know, we've all been talking about it here in Ireland for the last number of months. I think there seems to have been a, a further PR push in the U- in the UK well, see, what because is, it seems to be coming up much more of of of, of recent oh, days there. Yeah. Well, so what's happened now is uh, one of the senior managers of Ryanair has left, and instead of replacing him with a manager, what they've done is they've employed a whole new digital team. So they have a new marketing person who's just. Mr. Digital. Yeah, yeah. And they, like Michael O'Leary was saying that what they want to do is... Well, it's Michael Cawley who's left. And, yeah, and Michael Cawley is left. And, and they had to replace him with two people initially, but also a whole team of digital people. A whole people. Digital peop- uh, team of, of digital people. But what Michael O'Leary was saying is that they still want people to come on. They want to buy. They want them to buy their 999 flight, but they want the website to be so easy that they can have triple the turnover in the amount of time it would have taken one person to book a flight. So what the new Ryanair site is going to look like is basically it'll tell you if you click on to say the 19th of the month and you want to go to London it'll give you a little bar chart and it will show you that the biggest bar is for the 19th because that's the most expensive day to fly but if you go on the 23rd it'll have the smallest bar so it's very visual and you can just get your flight booked and out of there as soon as possible. This may be folklore but my memory tells me that uh, the original Ryanair website was designed by two students and cost something like eight or ten thousand euros. I believe that yeah yeah. and (laughs) But you know, when you think about the, you know, this that's a serious e-commerce site. The traffic, yeah. and I mean the commercial traffic that's going through that, it's massive, is absolutely 
But the thing Staggering. is, yeah, like I, Michael O'Leary was saying repeatedly, you know, this is all about the, the good of the consumer and trying to reduce the stress levels of the consumer. But they wouldn't do it unless it makes good business sense You'd and they're going sure to make it. money from it. So I think it's going to be interesting to watch. But I think this is an indication of other businesses. Other businesses are going to up their game now because I think we're starting to see the importance of digital in no matter what your industry is. I also think as well that, you know, when you think about the blue and yellow of the Ryanair site, it's probably dated now. Oh, you know, yeah. it's, it's probably... A, the new one's going to be all white just, and Yeah, the there's just so blue. much going on in it. And also when you're trying to sell somebody something different at every click, it gets very yeah, complicated yeah. and... Well, do you yeah. know what I found great was uh, after the launch, I was talking to some of the people from Ryanair and they're all young people. They're all young people who are in sort of their, you know, mid-20s to mid-30s and they're people who have digital backgrounds who understand they're the consumer themselves. So it's no longer business people selling to business people. It's biz- like it's a business selling to consumers with consumers behind the company. Yeah. I think that kind of makes a difference when it's when it's not all about cold, hard cash. Uh, so I, I was impressed. But it, the, we're going to see the website launch in the next few days and then they're going to have an app uh, before or June, I think. Yeah, no, that's, I, I welcome this. And I think, you know, to be fair, I think uh, Ryanair's customers will welcome this. Absolutely, uh, yeah. Um, no, it is. It's an amazing company. And I think, you know, I actually, I think my, my philosophy on Ryanair is as long as you play by the rules, as long as you're up for, uh, you know, you know what the engagement conditions are. Yeah. If you deviate one iota yeah. from what the plan is, that's when, you know, things come off the rails. Yeah. So I, I think, if, uh, I, I think, as I say, you're in the, you're in the zone. I'm flying Ryanair. This is how it works. Mm-hmm. I better get all, everything printed off before I get there. Well, they're going to change I that better, now as well. Yeah. So you're going to let you, they're going to let you have your barcode on your phone because this is one thing. I flew over to London with Aer Lingus, but flew back with Ryanair. And when I was flying over with Aer Lingus. I had my little QR code on my phone, and everything was glorious. And then the day, like the day I was flying back, I was like, "Oh, sugar! I never printed out the boarding <laughs> card." So that's going to be scrapped. You're going to be able to use your phone to uh, board the plane now, coming up shortly on Ryanair. Right, loads of texts coming in, Jess. You'll Good help stuff. me with them. I will. I hope, uh, Bobby. Please ask the tech guru lady. That's a nice term for you, Jess. I'll take it. Uh, how how I can upgrade my Netflix to get better reception. Now, you that, see, that sounds odd. It's not reception. It's the it's the quality of your broadband. So if you go to there's a website called uh, testmyspeed.net, and if you run that test, it'll tell you what the power of your broadband is. And if it's painfully low, that's the issue, and it's not going to get any better. I'm afraid, unless you get uh, some form of Wi-Fi booster which we spoke about on this program before uh, you can get Netgear make these plugs uh, the, these sockets that you plug into the wall um, and it boosts the power of, of the of the broadband reaching your computer um, but unfortunately it's not a Netflix problem it's just an internet problem and that's something that we're facing across Ireland so while we're seeing all these massive investments into fancy pants new websites and streaming services if you don't have the broadband it's no pants. good exactly yes. Yeah. Yeah. so it's an issue that we're continuing to face but um, hopefully you know there will be a solution at some stage. Another texter asks us, I use View Ranger on the bike and it works perfect even off track. So this is obviously a mountain oh, biker. Another, another app he tells us about is Snow Lizard. He's, or he's saying that Snow Lizard have a case that is fully waterproof and shockproof for the iPhone. Oh, great. And he bought it on uh, Kickstarter. That's from Martin. Thank you for that, Martin. That's good information. That's good. Uh, another thing that I wanted to tell you about, Bobby, from uh, while I was on my little travels, was I met a man and, you know, people think I'm bad because I have my phone and I have my tablet and I use my computer. I met a man who has three phones, two tablets, a laptop 
and Google Glass. Not all at the same time. I swear, we were in a queue and he there had all his different devices and he was oh joking God. away. He's like thinking that he was, you know, that. And I kind of was stood there. How does he live with all that? I know, but that's huh? it. Like people give out to me saying, God, you never turn off, you never switch off. But this guy had Google Glass over his glasses whilst looking at a phone and carrying a tablet and it was just he was too connected and he looked ridiculous Google Glass I'm completely gone off the idea go away That's Google, what Glass. You, uh, Google Glass is all about like just so you put on the glasses it's, it's, it's over one eye so okay. basically you put on the band and it's over one eye and it so com- do then I have things coming at me saying turn right here or yeah or, you can do or say if I meet you in the hallway you'll say well it's Jessica's birthday today wish her a happy birthday oh, hate, like, you have a meeting with no, your producer I, I, at two o'clock who wants to go there oh it's so that's invasive. invasive no absolutely and for a man who had this many devices he still wasn't happy he needed something in his eye flickering constantly I'm over the whole Google Glass thing I like wearable technology I like smart watches but Google Glass is a step too far I'm afraid I'm over it well listen it's been great talking to you thank you we've had uh, lots of fun uh, I didn't realise we had so much in common there you we're go to, we might go running one of the days <laughs> oh, and see I'll if we die. can uh, bring the technology <laughs> and see if we can uh, get round the track as they say and <laughs> compare notes technically then thank you alright thank you Jesse. Jesse will be back the same time next Monday Thanks for listening to this Newstalk 106 to 108 podcast. To download other programs or for more information, go to newstalk.ie.